Okay, hello, welcome to Greenhouse Live. This is the third go. For so Apologies for those who've been watching the first two. Um, look, very disappointing night up in Darwin. We are here in Canberra watching Steve. Um, we'll go through what we, we talked about before for, for those who are watching this back, um, having not seen the first two, but apologies for, for those who watched the first few minutes when we were sideways. Steve, very disappointing result. It, it was. Um, the Raiders were 16 nil in front at the 35-minute mark. They really shouldn't have um, lost that game from there. Um, you know, far too many um, errors in the second half. Um, and, um, you know, to, to let the Eels score 22 unanswered points, that was pretty disappointing. Yeah, very disappointing. So let's go through let's go through some of the positives for that first thirty five minutes because I th- thought that that first thirty five minutes was really good and we looked and we looked really on I thought tonight and and it looked like we could go and have a big win and um, those first thirty five were, were very good. Um, we we I thought started very well with our mids. Our I thought the Tarpany playing locked at the start was very, very good. I, I've made the comment that I think he's been he's been a bit sluggish coming back from injury. Um, I thought he was back to his best tonight. I thought that that first stint was was really, really good. I thought that um, Papali probably didn't have quite as good a game as he has. I thought he was a bit flat-footed at times, but but he was still giving us plenty. Bateman was giving us plenty early. Bailey Simonson was very, very good. Well, he was actually very good for the whole game, um, but. We were getting some momentum. We had that had that first try from um, Simonson. Then we had the, the second one from White, which was a great play. We'll talk about White, and I'm sure plenty of people will be commenting on White. And it really was a an up and down night for him. He did some really really good things, but he, he made a lot of blues as well. Um, and uh, and then of course that really good cross field kick from uh, Caesar to uh, to uh, Seb Chris, who scored the th- third try, and we're sixteen nil up at that point. Um, and looking very good, but that that five minutes just before half time, I thought was um, was very very disappointing, and we lost all of that momentum up the middle at that time. And I thought Havili and Horsburgh probably didn't quite give us enough coming off the bench tonight. Horsburgh gave away a couple of pretty silly penalties, I thought, um, and. Um, Sort of marched them up the field, and and we gave them that chance towards the um, the end of the the first half, and they took those two tries, which which meant that we went into half time with a four point lead, where it should have been a hell of a lot more. Yeah, uh, ab- absolutely. Um, uh, you know, I think one thing that really cost the Raiders, um, and it disrupted the defensive line, yeah. um, in that first half was the loss of Rapana. So he copped a, a high shot, um, swinging arm to to the head. Yeah. Um, his nose took a fair bit of damage, lots of blood. Yeah. Uh, and um, I think, you know, he, um, he really, uh, you know, he, 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 he really um, left, a, left a, a, a bit of a hole. It's strange to say on the wing, but it yeah. meant that the whole of the dis- yeah. defensive line had to, had, to, had to shift and players had to move positions. So, um, you know, it's... It's disappointing because um, you know that, that five minutes was at the end of the first half was very costly. Yeah, it did, it did seem to, to take our, our balance away a bit. We we had 
Um, Seb Crisco the wing, which which he actually scored a try on the wing during that time. So um, that was good. But but it meant Bateman, who had been um, involved a lot, then came into the centres and wasn't probably um, able to, to um, get his hands on the ball as much. And that was the point where we changed our mid middle forwards as well. Um, I think the plan probably wasn't to bring Soliola on at that point. We were probably a little bit um, slow where we needed a bit of momentum. And, and we just got caught out. And we got caught out for that first try um, with... Uh, I, I thought that was really poor, that first try, actually. The, Havili was sort of caught off off behind the Eels player uh, and Whiten and uh, Soliola and someone else, I'm trying to think, got, got caught napping a bit there and and they and um what's his name in the twelve? It's uh, Mau, isn't it? Um got in got in pretty easily and scored that try. Um and then Ferguson obviously scoring that try um just before half time was was really really disappointing because it, it didn't give us the reward for effort that we deserved. No. Uh, yeah uh, that try from uh, that first try from um is Mau, I yeah. think uh, very easy try, yeah. um, and the Raiders' defence had looked great up until that point. But um, that that was um, that was a little bit embarrassing. And then it was a little unlucky that um, <laughs> that second try because you know Ferguson was very close to, to yeah. going out. Yeah, well, hey, look, he played. You got to give him credit. I, he played very well. I mean, Blake Ferguson's not necessarily a favourite of mine, but um, he he did play very well. Um, but I just thought that. We just gave away some silly penalties there, and I'll just see if those comments are coming through because they seem to be a bit slow there. But um, the the uh, the comment, um, I just thought we gave away a couple of silly penalties and gave them a bit of field position, which which was disappointing because um, we uh, good. We've got some of the comments back, good, which yeah. I'm pleased about. So we'll get through that. Um, was just disappointing. I thought that we we gave away. Um, those penalties marched them up. We'd had they'd had a few chances up until then, and they'd blown it. Like they they threw the ball over Ferguson's head twice into the you know, well the grandstands were a million miles away from the from the uh, pitch, but um, they threw the ball out twice, um, and they'd had a few chances, but but they hadn't really looked like taking them. But they got those two just before half time, and that that meant we only had a four point lead. Now you then look at the second half. We we actually went sort of toe for toe with them for about 20 minutes. And I wasn't particularly disappointed with that because I thought if we can just get into the grind and be there, I thought we might come home strong. But we um, we really were um, hurt by that uh, Ferguson uh, intercept yeah. and run the, run the length of the field. And, and, and then, of course, that, that Moses try towards the end, which was pretty soft. So that that really was pretty disappointing. And we, we didn't really look like throwing a shot in that in that second half. No, I, I, I mean the rate, both teams got into the grind in that in that first twenty minute minutes of the of the second half, but uh, yeah, the, the Eels um, finished the stronger really, yeah. and and the Raiders did look a bit gassed in the in the humidity and the, and the temperature. Yeah, and we talked about it when we tried to do it the first time. Just that, just it did almost feel like it was getting to almost a wet day in that, that second half, where where I think just the heat, the humidity, and the sweat that was on the ball just made it very, very greasy. I mean, Jack Whiten, I thought at times did some really, really good things. I mean, that first twenty five, thirty minutes was fantastic. Even that repeat set that he got in the in the second half was brilliant. The way he did, when Hogson went down, actually, so he was out of the play. 
that that little chip kick through that he got to get that repeat set. But then he he knocks the ball on from the the dropout. You know, like it really was rocks and diamonds, and unfortunately more rocks tonight. But um, he was probably the one that sort of looked to give us a bit of a chance. But there wasn't a lot else there, and and that was really really disappointing. Yeah. yeah. Well, I mean, yeah, Jack. Um, touches the, the ball yeah. more than almost any player. So yeah. um, Josh Hudson aside, yeah. so you know he he had well over fifty receipts in the game. Yeah. He scored a try. Yeah. He set up uh, the first try. The, the first try, yeah. uh, and um, set up. He, he made the. Or is it that? No, he set up. He, it wasn't the first try. It was the Chris. Well, he did. The Chris it was try. A, well, he, well. He, he was even a big part of the first try because he, he they came down that left hand side and they went out to Simonson. They went through Croker to to Simonson, yeah. which was which was really important. Yeah. Um, and he did. He made the break that then came to Caesar to um, to kick to, that to ball kick, across to, for, to, for to, the, to Chris. That's Chris right. Try. So yeah, he did. But, yeah, but uh, you know, ta- eight tackle breaks. So he he's, he does some great things. But five errors is just too many. Yeah, it's disappointing. And look, he's always going to be a bit like that, and and he's and he's got a fair bit of resilience. And we've seen that in Origin a bit too. Even even I thought he had a very good match last week, but he he gave away that penalty try, which was probably, which well I think it was the right decision, but but he he had probably had to make the tackle. But um, yeah, he, he's he's prone to too many mistakes, and you'd certainly like to see him get that out of his game. But but he's not the problem to me. He's He's the one that's making the play all the time. And, and whilst he stuffed up a few tonight, he's also the sort of guy that's got a fair bit of resilience about him, so he bounces back from that pretty quickly. He's not he's not the problem going forward. And I don't think there's a massive amount of problems out of this game. It's just it's just a really disappointing one to throw away. And a, and a really important two points that, that you know, you'd come to the end of the season no matter where we finish and you'd go and think, geez, I wonder if we had been two points more where we'd be and, and you'd have to think there might be another spot or two up on the ladder. Yeah. Well, I mean, the other thing um, that Whiten does really well is kick to the corners and um, he, he got some terrific kicks in tonight and, um, you know, the Raiders, the Raiders were third last for kicking metres last yeah. season. They coming into this game, they um, kick have, with the team that kicked the most and has the most kick meters. So, um, and Jack Whiten is the is the leading kicker these days. Yeah. And so you know he, you know he does he's do, he did a lot of good things, but um, boy they were costly um, towards the end of the game. Some of those errors. Yeah, it's not always easy to get the kicks right on a ground like that too. You you generally see you know they've got when they play on these oval fields and, and and it doesn't make it easy to play on them um you then generally have those advertising things along the sideline which sort of give you still a bit of a, a fence line as, as an eye to to the sideline whereas i think because the the ground's so low over that other side it's really not a great ground for watching games i wouldn't have thought of rugby league um because that's so low over the other side they didn't have those advertising things across the across the um sideline so um that that probably at times can can make it a little bit hard to get your bearings as a kicker, but um, they didn't seem to tr- to trouble too much with that. Yeah, yeah, no, um, it's 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 interesting. Um, I think this is the last year that uh, the Eels have in their current contract and going to Darwin. I thought the crowd was 
pretty disappointing, really. Uh, and um, so it'll be interesting to see whether the Eels and, and the Northern Territory government decide yeah. to continue on. Yeah, well, I think when they've played up there before, they've actually had pretty reasonable crowds, and, and there didn't look to be a huge amount there tonight. Uh, it is a long weekend in, in Darwin. It's a Territory Day um, thing on Monday. But, um, yeah, that, that did seem a bit surprising. It would have been nice to be able to get up there as, as well, but we didn't get up there. I went to Perth last week. But... Um, it's certainly a lot warmer up there than, than here. And, 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 you know, I actually think it was actually when Ricky Stewart was coach, they actually made the decision to actually play up there. And when Ricky Stewart was coach of Parramatta, I'm talking about, and he was actually one of the ones that actually was keen for the Raiders to be the opposition in that first year. And I think we ended up being the opposition and um, Ricky Stewart ended up being our coach by then. But, but uh, his view was, you know, that Canberra coming out of the cold weather um, would probably have the maximum disadvantage going into into Darwin, and I know they did have I know they did have some challenges getting there. Not for the first time this season, we seem to have had um, a bit of bad luck with with airlines. It took them about eighteen hours to get there, didn't it? Yeah, well, um, they were they were at Canberra Airport on Thursday yeah. morning at seven a.m. Yeah, fog uh, led to the flight being cancelled. They got put onto a three o'clock flight to Melbourne, and yeah. they had a three hour layover in Melbourne before they got on a plane to Darwin at something like 8 o'clock at night and got in at midnight. So it's a pretty long day. That is that is, that is ridiculous and it does make it hard, unfortunately. Um, one of the things about that is that there is actually... So, you know, the obvious thing would be to say, well, why don't they go earlier? And um, they did actually look at that, but um, there is actually a cap on spending for... Um, for football departments these days. So you can't just go and sort of spend as much money as you like. And they actually made the decision, they have made the decision to, instead of going up um, Darwin early, to actually go up still on Thursday, I think probably the NRL pays for those two nights accommodation they had there, or it's probably three because they'd have to be there tonight. Um, but then they actually, when they play Penrith, we play Penrith on a Sunday afternoon at four o'clock in, in Sydney. And then um, then we're playing in Auckland on the... Um, Friday night at 6 o'clock. So they're actually going to go from Sydney the next morning on the Monday morning to Auckland. Um, so that, that ends up costing a fair bit of money for, for you know the whole squad to be over there for that time. So there is limits about how much you're allowed to spend on that and, and that makes it hard. So um, I think they did want to go up there earlier and probably get up there Tuesday, Wednesday, acclimatise to the to the warm conditions, probably enjoy some training in the in the warm conditions because obviously it's, it's pretty chilly here. Um, and um, and they weren't able to do that. So then to have that and then to have, have all the delays instead of getting there at probably lunchtime or just after, to not get there till after dinner time was um, was frustrating. But that can't be an excuse. I mean, we've, you've just got to put up with that and get on with it. But And I'm not saying that's, that's an excuse, but, but it was obviously a disappointing um, start to the trip. Yeah, yeah. I, I mean, it happened um, for Magic Round as well. Yeah, the Raiders yeah. um, had significant travel. Yeah, well, it should be a, it should be an easy flight from Canberra to Brisbane. You know, it should so. be simple. So <laughs> you'd think so, but uh, it appears not. The airline industry uh, is not covering itself with glory, as far as the Raiders are concerned. Yeah, well, that one in Brisbane. You and I had went on different flights, and we had no trouble getting up there. <laughs> I think we both arrived a bit early, but uh, the poor players that are the ones there to actually. Um, do the job didn't get there on time. So if we just go through some of the comments here, um, uh, Catherine Pitt saying they should have spent the week week up there. The heat and humidity really took it out of it. So so we just covered that, Catherine, as to as to why that can't happen, um, which is is disappointing. And I know um, 
Parramatta were up there the whole week. Um, second game, and Gavin's saying second game in a row where we haven't scored a try in the second half. Is that a concern? Look, it is, it is definitely a concern that we've had two good leads whittle away. Obviously, we still hung on against Cronulla. I, I, I tended to think we were looking a bit gassed uh, then and going into the bye. Um, my view is probably if we can play as well as we've played in the first half of both games, we're probably going to be in a pretty good position. But it is disappointing to um, to throw it away a bit. And we obviously, we only a couple of weeks before that, we had um, we were all over controlling the uh, dogs, and we let a couple of tries in in the second half as well. So yeah. we are we are dropping away a little bit, not going on with what some some what has been really really good starts. If you look at our last four or five games, we've started very very well. Yeah, well, I mean, the disappointing thing is uh, tonight was an opportunity for the Raiders to go into second. They yeah. needed to win by four points or more yeah. to take second place. And, um, you know, it's happened before. where we, we've, we've missed these opportunities yeah. to just consolidate and build in the, the position in the ladder. Yeah. And, um, so, you know, I know, I think... I, I, I know Ricky Stewart will be saying... Too early to be looking at the ladder, yeah. um, but um, every every game we drop in those sorts of situations, yeah. it could cost you at the end of the season. Yeah, look, I mean, if we had a, we had a one by two points tonight, we might be sitting here, and someone's probably posted, you know, we, if we had got two more points, we would have been in the in, in second. Well, I'm not, we're not that worried about that, but what I am worried about is getting the wins, and that was certainly one that really should have been a win, and and could have been our tenth win of the season to put us in a really good spot. As I say, I think towards the end of the season, we'll look back at that game and, and no matter where we finish, whether it's the difference between finishing, you know, seventh and eighth or, or you know, second and, and, and fourth or second and or third, you know, fourth and fifth or something like that, um, we will look at that and think, geez, we, we really should have two more points on the ladder than what we do. And, and that was that game against Parramatta. So um, that, is, that is particularly disappointing. Um, just going through some more comments, Catherine again saying, lost momentum when Rapana was off. Not surprised it wasn't a sin bin, but really should have been. Well, yeah, I mean, we covered that before, Catherine, but but again, I, you don't normally see sin bins for those sort of offences. You see sin bins for um, time-wasting sort of, you know, professional fouls thing, and that wasn't a professional mm-hmm. foul. It was just a just a clumsy a clumsy tackle. So he may get weeks for that, but, but it's not normally a sin bin. I, I, I agree with Catherine, 100%, um, because the referees are able to send players... To the sin bin in now in those situations where a tackle's been put on report, did a lot of damage to Rapana. He had to go off for an HIA, um, broke his nose, I think. So I'm I'm surprised that the player wasn't binned. Well, I'm not because because uh, it might be what they can do, but they never do it. So you know if they're going to be consistent, well, that might be the case. But if they're going to do it, they're going to, have to do it all the time. And I think they'll be having a lot of simbins if that's the case. So, um, yeah, I'm, I'm I'm not particularly surprised that 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 didn't happen. Um, now, Mark here he's talking about Caesar, and and I knew people would be talking about that. So, um, just sort of saying he didn't have a particularly good game and let the first try in. I'm not too sure that was entirely Caesar's fault. He was talking about who was who was a bit slack in defence in in that first try, and I didn't didn't mention Caesar. But um, yeah, look at, at times. You know, we've I've said all the way through. There's still a spot in this team for a really quality halfback um, to take control. Um, White and obviously at five eighths is playing very very well. But um, whether it's Caesar or Williams, and and you know, 
Sam Williams is is an interesting one because he hasn't played for like three or four weeks now because he hasn't been playing for many. He was up there again tonight, so I doubt he's going to get back to Sydney in time to play tomorrow. Um, so that does make it hard if he's not playing. But um, regardless, I think we you know we've talked about this halfback debate um, as as long as we go. I think Caesar's going to continue to get the gig at the moment, um, but. There certainly is an opportunity for one of those guys to to step up and really take that position by the scruff, scruff of the neck, isn't there? Uh, yes, there is. Um, but I think the club is probably about to show its hand um, in recruiting George Williams um, from um, from Wigan. Yeah, but that'll and, be for next year. Um, but I think they've I think they have shown their hand. Um, so, but unless this, they do it in the next twenty four hours, that's going to be for next year. Well, can't be now. <laughs> can't be for this year because the 30, uh, 30th place has been filled. Oh, they have with Ruben Porter, haven't they? So it's not going to happen this year. So, but that's that's next year, and and but, I think but we, the club has shown is yeah, showing its yeah. hand, saying we need a top quality halfback in the squad. Oh, no question about that. And I think we've, we've, we've talked about that ad nauseum from, from probably before the start of the season where it seems like George Williams was going to come until he's actually put pen to paper and we've actually got a signature, we'll, we'll believe it. Because it seems to have been pending for about six months now. But, um, and I think there was a little bit of talk about whether he'd be able to come this year. But that would be pretty hard for a guy to come in mid-season as well, I think. But, um, yeah, look, I think, I think you'll probably see that is that he'll be here next year and... And he'll be the first choice. Now, where that leaves the others, I'm not sure. But um, but I'm, as I say, I'm not worried about 2020 at the moment. I'm worried about 2019 because um, that's what this is all about. We're in a pretty good position. We're playing for second tonight. So, um, But, yeah, there is definitely that position for someone to step up for this season, regardless of what happens next year. Uh, yeah, and um, I think in um, rugby league today... You've got to regard every season as your premiership window, and the oh, Raiders yeah. and the Raiders um, have put themselves in a position yeah. to challenge. Yeah, they they need we need to get rid of the sorts of performances we saw tonight, but um, they have put themselves in a position on the ladder to challenge. Yeah, we're not the first team to have had a decent lead and thrown it away, though, to be honest. That, that, that tends to happen a lot more these days. Um, Ryan's talking about Jack White, and I think we've probably covered Jacko a fair bit. Scott's there talking about, seems like we invite the Eels back into the game with unforced errors. Uh, yeah, there was a lot of errors. We talked about that. Uh, Tom's talking about, couldn't agree more, Bruiser... Just need to be positive looking forward, mate. Yep, agree. I think there was a comment back to someone else there, sorry. Uh, Steve Ross is talking about it was uncharacteristic the way we played tonight. We just need to move on straight away and keep working hard. Yeah, we do. Um, obviously disappointing. We talked about going into the last bye where we, we sort of had a big lead and we sort of hung on and that, that hopefully gives us a bit of momentum going into this bye. Obviously we would be um, pretty... Pretty um, pretty down um, going into that. I think some of the blokes are having a bit of a break again. There was some talk about a couple might even be going to Bali. It's not very far from Darwin to, to Bali, so a couple of those guys might be going there for a couple of days, which good luck to them. Have a, have a nice break and uh, and do that and, and then and then come back for what will be the the last uh, nine weeks, um, which will be pretty good. you find Bali funny? Oh, well, nothing ever goes wrong in Bali, does it? Uh, no, we won't, <laughs> we, we, we won't, we won't go, go there in this company, to be honest, because we actually had a bit of a tragedy with a good friend in, in uh, Bali um, a couple of years ago. But, yes, um, 
No, look, I've never been there, to be honest. It's, it's, there's plenty of places I want to travel to and will travel to and have travelled to, but um, Bali's not necessarily at the top of my list. But, uh, yeah, it's probably a, a bit of a touchy subject around here, to be honest. Um, Gavin's saying we're the best team at blowing leads, so frustrating to watch. Well, look, I'm not so sure about that, Gavin. I think there's plenty... Of, you look through the season. There's, this 16 nil up is not the only team from that position that has lost from there and not the only team that will lose from there. Momentum swings and it doesn't take much to come back. So um, you certainly shouldn't lose from 16 nil up and you shouldn't lose when we were controlling the game as much as we were. But it's not totally beyond the realms of possibility and it, and it does happen. Well, happened tonight. Yeah, but it, but it does happen a lot. Uh, Tom is saying, really appreciate the show, Sean. Thank you. Even after a tough loss, yeah, well, we'll be, we'll be uh, here again. Uh, Craig is saying, and I know Craig had a couple of comments up here before when we got cut off, so apologies we didn't get to those, Craig. Uh, the bye will do us good. It was disappointing to lose this game. Need to win those games to be considered a premiership threat. It was a four-point game with a bye. Uh, Next week, I never quite understand that concept that people talk about. Here, players talk about that, coaches talk about that. This this crap about four point game. You get two points next week, whether we got beat by fifty tonight or whether we won by fifty. But um, it seems to be a bit of a comment that people like to say that it's a, a four point game. Well, another way of saying it is we had a chance at second, and yeah. Um, well, the thing the thing that I will say is that, is that you like to have some momentum going into the buy and in, into a bit of a break. So um, I know when we got beaten in, in Bathurst a couple of years ago where we'd been really struggling, we started to get a little bit of momentum and we got beat that, that one in, in Bathurst. Um, I think that really set us back going into the buy um, and, and we really struggled after that. This, this I don't think will be as devastating as, as that. Um, but it is it is a tough loss to take going into the bye. It goes it does mean that we need to keep our feet on the ground a bit too. You know maybe going into bye in, in in second we we perhaps get a bit ahead of ourselves. We are going to be in that in that fight. You know provided we play all right we should make the finals. But we are going to be in that fight for positions in the eight. So July is going to be a very interesting month actually. We got we got um, dragons. Tigers and Penrith, and and you'd and you'd have to say, all of those are winnable games as tonight was. I mean, any, we were playing well enough that we could beat anyone, but but those three are probably teams that can sort of play okay, but most of the time have struggled this year. Um, I would have thought they would be, you know, they they're going to really determine our season because if you look then in in August, it's actually pretty tough with with our trip to to Auckland. Uh, we haven't particularly won too often. Trip to Melbourne, home game against Roosters, home game against Manly. So um, August is going to be a pretty tough month, so we really do need to set ourselves up in July, I think. Yeah, and there's not a lot of home games left. I think no. there's only four home games left. So Yeah, that's right. So so um, that will be that will be a challenge. Um, and I think if you look at someone like Newcastle, we've probably got a bit easier draw than what we have. So... Um, and they won tonight. And they, and won, they won tonight. And they won tonight. So um, that that uh, that's not ideal. But um, so yeah, week off next week, Steve, and and obviously the third Origin, and then we don't play until the Sunday night of that week after Origin. We play Sunday night in Wollongong, which is a bit of a, a strange time to be playing in the middle of winter at, um, against the Dragons. But that will be a, a really important one to bounce back from this. Absolutely, and I, th- I think we will uh, be doing the Greenhouse Live 
from Wollongong. Oh yeah, we'll do well. I'll certainly be. I'll certainly be in Wollongong. I, I will be in Wollongong. Well, so. there you go. I, I, I'm so. certainly, certainly plan to be be down there. It's, it's not the best place to be driving back from at eight or nine o'clock on a Sunday night and having to go to work on Monday morning. But um, they're the things we do, and, and we're crazy enough to do that. So, um, well, you don't work. You're easy, but you can you'll stay down I'll, there for a week, probably. I'll, I'll stay. I'll stay the night. I think. Yeah. <laughs> easy, easy life for for Steve, but. Um, no, that's that's the way it goes. Um, disappointing night tonight. Let's just quickly see if there's any more comments. Otherwise, I think we're going to wrap this up. Uh, here we go. Adam's saying, Hi, Joe is bad luck. Oh, well, yeah, I guess we won three without him. But um, Then uh, Jamie's also talking about the heat. So, yeah, well, it was, it was the same for both teams, I would have thought. But, um, yeah, clearly some teams think that it's an advantage playing Canberra out of the cold weather um, up there. But... Um, I think the the moisture, if anything, was what killed us more so than the actual heat itself. But but the, the humidity seemed to seemed to be um, quite sapping. So look, disappointing night tonight. I have to say, um, in what's been a very good season, let's hope it doesn't derail us. Um, but there's enough, there's a lot of positives to in the way we played, particularly that first thirty five minutes, to suggest we're, we're still not far off. So um, we'll leave it there. Origin uh, on. Wednesday week, Steve, you uh, would have been pretty disappointed last week with the Queensland performance. Uh, yes, I was. Um, and I'll, what I will mention before we wrap up uh, is that uh, the Raiders jersey fleet. Oh, okay. Well, well, so, 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 so that I think that I think let's let's just stop there for a sec. That that just proves what Steve thought of the performance of Queensland last night, uh, last week. He's not even willing to mention it. Um, they, yeah, they were. Um, they were pretty poor, I thought, Steve. And but uh, you've tried to just avoid that question, so we'll we'll leave that there. But yes, you're right. The um, the Jersey Flag and Mounties team play against Parramatta tomorrow. Or, um, Parramatta reserves are Wentworthville, but um, same same thing basically um, up in Sydney. Um, is is there, is there any games that's, next week over a, the bye? That's Ring Rose Ring Rose Park in in uh, Sydney from one o'clock. From one o'clock tomorrow. Uh, is there any games next week in the lower uh, grades, or have they got buys buys uh, too? No. Well, I need to check. Okay. So we're check. not sure about that. Um, there'll be the local footy on next week, and then of course uh, Origin. So enjoy the week off. Three two ones. Next week. Oh, three two ones. Okay. You you you, you have to do this. I'll give my three two ones. I'm going to give three to Bailey Simonson. I thought he was he was really strong out of um, out of. Coming out of defence, actually, I thought his, his carries, carries were really, really good. Um, obviously, with Rapano off a bit there, he didn't have um, the other winger doing those carries. I thought he, he scored that first try. I thought he was very, very strong. I'm going to give two to Joe Tarpany, just because I thought that first 30 minutes, he really set the scene. He wasn't um, particularly effective in the second half. Outside of that, geez, um, who would I give the other one to? Um, I don't know it's Louis actually. I thought he was very good, very good in the in the first stint as well. Again, our first thirty minutes, the forwards really set the platform, but they they uh, couldn't do as much in the second half. But yeah, it's probably scrounging around for the for the one vote tonight. Yeah, I, I thought Transnickel Clockstat had an outstanding first half. Yeah, um, true. Yeah. Yeah, 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 he could be up there as well. Yep. 
Um, all right, you get, you'll do yours in your um, review. Um, all right, so we'll leave it there. Steve's clearly not going to talk about Origin. Let's see if he, he's willing to do that next um, couple of weeks' time. But until then, go Raiders. Go the Raiders. Yeah. <laughs>